welcome back to this week's episode of The Uninformed Podcast, a podcast with four of the bestest bros in the world. I am gathered with Ethan. What up, man? Hey, man. I am one of the bestest bros, according to you. Yes, you are. Following along, I got Zach. Hey, Jared. I'm glad that you include me in one of the bestest bros as well. I like that club. I do. I'm obligated to because this is our podcast, but I highly respect uh, the three of you guys. And lastly, I got Jonah. Hey, man. Hi, guys. Oh, no. Tough day. Jonah, what's going on in your life? (laughs) I'm a new dad! (laughs) Yeah, my man. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, ask me how I'm doing er, again. Introduce me again. And lastly, I'm gathered with Jonah. hey Had to get that <laughs> signature intro back Hey-o. out there. Yeah, now they all know who you are. And I want you guys to get to know me a little bit. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my past. I was once a college boy trying to find my way through the world. And I said, you know what? I was born to be an actor. So what did I do? I walked my local college theater... I auditioned for a play, and I got rejected. But anyway, long story short, I ended up being in a musical, and I fell in love with acting. And then I never acted again after that, but I always wanted to. So right now, the four of us, we are going to do a a little screen reading. Um, Oh, all right. I'm going to text you all right now a script. All right, I just texted you all a screenshot. Can you let me know when you guys got it? <laughs> yes, sir. Ding, ding, ding. All right, awesome. I'm going to set the scene for us. All right, set it. Four friends have just finished high school and are talking during a slumber party before departing for college. Wow, guys. I cannot believe we're all going to leave for fancy schools and getting fancy educations. <laughs> I know. Neither can I, man. I'm so lucky I got a full-ride scholarship to pay for my tuition. What? No way, really? I didn't get any money at all. I'm just glad my parents make enough money to be able to pay for a lot of mine, or else I would be in trouble. I'm sure once we all finish college, we'll be able to pay off our student debt ASAP. How hard could it be? Flash forward five years later. The four friends of all finished college are once again talking during a slumber party. The date is Monday, October 17th, 2022. Guys, wake up! The government and Joe Biden has approved $10,000 of student relief debt, and we can send out applications today. People eligible are those who are making less than $125,000 a year. Wow. So not people who didn't go to college are the people that were responsible and paid their student debt? Wow, he's like Willy Wonka in the Bill Factory. Something, something, fine print. Thank you, Mr. Joe Man. Joe, you are the best man. <laughs> and scene! <laughs> Alright, guys. My takeaways, I like that it took them five years to finish. But that's a sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them didn't do so well. <laughs> Uh, Alright guys, so I'm sure you can maybe see where I'm going with this, but very recently in the news, student debt relief has happened. So those of us who went to college, which the four of us, we all did, 
Um, we may or may not have received that ten thousand, whether or not we actually did have loans. Does that does that apply for us? Yes. Not for me. I think I think it applies to me. I don't know. I went. I don't have much left. I'm below the ten thousand minimum, so I don't know how that works. But I think I believe I qualify for it. Okay, cool, cool. So the in the flash forward part, uh, the stuff we all said, minus my part, those were all quotes from people underneath uh, Joe Biden, which in case you don't know, that is the president of the United States. Oh. But those are all quotes just from oh. underneath gotcha. Joe Biden's, the top comments. I just grabbed like the top three that were like different, um, basically stating different things in support, not in support. Uh, other people, you know, the top section, you know, some of us had scholarships, didn't, but basically ranging from degrees of support and not support. But with all this news, basically, I just started thinking into it basically about student debt. And we are going to dive into basically just the history of student loans uh, and the, the discourse there. Well, that sounds super interesting. Cool. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture here, all right? More, more pictures. I love I love pictures. Yeah, make it vivid, please. Oh, it'll be vivid. Sprinkle colors all the over year? Zach's face. Whoa! <laughs> I can do that. Ready? <laughs> here, here, here's some color for you. All right. Actually, it's probably black and white because the year is 1840. Mm. The first student loans are offered to students attending Harvard University. So that's the first time it ever happened. So now, 1867, the U.S. Department of Education is formed to help make schools more successful, but it does not yet have a student loan program. And for context, this is going over just the United States. So if you live outside of there, we're just reviewing the student loan history in the U.S. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Pakistan. Shout out Pakistan. Because they view our TikToks. They view our, our uh, podcast. <laughs> they do. They do view it. We love you guys. Um, so, now we're going to jump very far ahead. In 1944, do any of you guys know what the GI Bill is? No. No, sir. That was no. for military personnel, right? Yeah, man. That's exactly it. After uh, World War II, veterans, they would get money to go to college. So, essentially, most of the college-aged people were all people uh, that were veterans. Which now the GI Bill is still a thing. Which, fun fact, I was looking into the reserves earlier this year, and mainly because the GI Bill, they would fund me about $200 a month if I did just, you know, do the reserves. In 1958, federal student loans are first offered under the National Defense Education Act to help them compete with other countries, mainly the Soviet Union. So we're going to jump a little more. And basically, in 1972, the Basic Educational Opportunity Grant, which is now called the Pell Grant, maybe you guys have heard with the student debt relief, because we will get $10,000, and if you have a Pell Grant, you'll get another $10,000 of uh, aid towards that debt. Um, that is when that first became a thing. Hmm. I've heard of the Pell Grant. It was made for lower-income families. That's why they're getting an extra 10000 with the, the news of the student relief. Something many of us may have heard of also one year before Jonah was born. Don't quote me on it. 
Uh, FAFSA in 1992. Did I get the year right? You were born in 93, Dana? Yes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. I'm good. So that's when FAFSA became a thing. And also unsubsidized Stafford loans, which is something that I used for college. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit more, trying to catch up. Perfect. All right, so in 2005, the Higher Education Reconciliation Act, and that's a big one, they reduced loan fees from 4% to 1% and also allowed graduate students to take out plus loans. So this is a big year uh, because student debt now, student loans, had accrued a lot. So Ethan, okay. I want you to take a guess at how much the student loan debt is now at the in average the student loan debt in 2005 not the oh. average the total amount oh across the united states um okay okay uh it's gonna be i'm gonna say it's 10k per student and it's gonna be how many students are there there's probably there's 300 million so let's say maybe maybe 3 million so 3 million times 10,000 that's gonna be like uh, I don't know, like three billion. Oh, my friend, that is an adorable answer. Add a nine and a one on it; it was three hundred and ninety-one oh billion gosh. dollars in the year two thousand and five. Yeah, at this point, it had racked up a lot. Which keep in mind. So originally, it was private funding, and then, as I mentioned, in nineteen sixty-five, that's when the Higher Education Act came out. And they started FFELP, which I'll get into a tiny bit later, but Barack Obama in 2010, I believe, uh, officially cut that program out. Um, but so basically after that, then in 93 is when loans started actually like racking up because the government was not eating like loan costs. Yeah. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, awesome. So in 2008... Credit market problems stemming from the Great Recession forced many private lenders to back out of what I just mentioned, FFELP, as they no longer had the financial ability to provide loans to college students. So now, Jonah, I want you to take a shot here at what the student loan debt is now at. So this is three years later. Uh, so it was at, what was it at before? $3 billion? $391 billion. Uh, $391 billion. Uh, in 2008, well, let's go with 900 billion. Uh, close, but it is lower. It's at 639 billion at this point. So in three years, it jumped up about 300 billion. And that was because they eliminated that? Yeah, with the recession, they had to cut out certain programs. And those are government-funded programs, right? Like the FFELP, that's a government program? Correct. So those were government programs, which they also had private, that you could get private loans through. But the government programs, they would eat a lot of the loan interest rates, which then wouldn't accrue the, the amount up. When they tally those numbers of like student loan numbers uh, or student loan debt numbers do they take into account private sector loans or just like public government loans they add up all of them okay mm -hmm. all right now 2010 barack obama who was our president at the time there was new legislation proposed that eliminated entirely ffelp and now requires all federal students to be direct loans as part of the direct lending program 
which was originally launched back in 1993. So now private sectors began picking up a lot more private student loans. So, Zach, I'd like you to take a guess at what it's at now. Oh, man. Um, oh, geez. Okay, I'll take a guess. So you said before it was at around, what, $310 billion, or was it? $391 billion in uh, 08, 05. And then in 08, it was six about $600 billion. Okay, so I'm going to say it's around so on two t- um, like $800 billion. It's increased by then. Oh, spot on, man. Spot on. $811 billion at the time. So I won't ask any more questions. Now I'm going to jump to 2012. Student debt loans is at $1 trillion. Now, as of two years ago, 2021, outstanding student loan debt, $1.7 trillion. Wow. wow. So in March 2020, the coronavirus pandemic, it pushed the federal government, as many of us might know. I was quite happy about this, so I didn't have to pay interest on my loans. But they put federal student loans in forbearance, which basically just meant that there was no more interest that was going to accrue on those said loans. Which, up until this point, that is still a thing. So now in 2022... As you remember from our screen reading of our four friends who had a slumber party together, the Biden administration announced student loan relief for borrowers. So this came in the form of up to 20000 in debt cancellation to Pell Grant recipients, which those are those people who had lower incomes as a family, uh, and also others who had below one hundred twenty-five dollars or $250,000 if you happy, happen to be a married couple. That is now where we are at. So, student loans thoughts so far. It's a lot of figures. I didn't know how quickly the student loan debt has been racked up over you know the last thirty years. It's it's uh, I don't even know the percentage at, at which it's increased, but it's a ton to go from anywhere you know below or around three hundred billion to now being a 1.6 uh, uh figure that's that's astronomical in a 20-year period i feel like that's a lot of money so uh, i'm i'm confused let me get this straight jer bear you're telling me that these are loans that the government are paying excuse me voice crack <clears throat> that the government is paying schools right or kids or whatever Basically, a student takes out a loan. It's from the government. So the college gets their payment, but now the student owes the government. And then that number is how much all the students owe the government. Is that what you're saying? Right, correct. Although that's also including numbers of private loan companies as well, which wouldn't necessarily be the government. Okay, okay. So that's just a total number that kids or students, could be adults, still owe. For the tuition. Correct. Yeah, that's the current number. It's $1.7 trillion across government-funded loans as well as just private loans. Okay. And there's this is bad? There's an issue with that, you're saying? No, I'm simply presenting the facts, but I would love to hear your take on if you think there's an issue with 1.7. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I mean, as long as people pay it, right? If you, owe, if you buy a car and then you owe money on it, the number's going to be whatever until you pay it off. Yeah, and so that brings me into what I was going to 
bring up next, which since you said that, I'm not going to pick on you. I'll pick on Zach then. So I'm going somewhere with this, Zach. All right. What do you see? The, what do you see the point of accruing college debt? Like is all for. Um. Well, the hope is to incur that debt to achieve or to acquire an education, to be able to use that education to uh, facilitate your career, uh, and then you can use that to move forward and have a decent salary and be able to yeah. perform your passion and be able to live life to your fullest. Yeah, put it this way. It's an investment. It's an investment in your knowledge, in your tool set, in your skill set. You put in X amount exactly. of money. Exactly, you're investing in, in yourself. That after you put in that money, you get more money out. It's the same as any business endeavor, except it's you're investing in your own education and knowledge. But just yeah. like any investment, you have to be smart with it. Not all investments turn out to be sure. good investments. So exactly. I feel like if you're going to take out X to go to college, you need to be smart about it. The hope is that you it. get more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you go and you take out, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to get yeah. a degree it's in something yeah. you either a never use or b you can't get a job in, then that's not a smart investment because you're stuck getting a job you could have gotten anyway, um, and now you basically just took out all that money for I don't want to say no reason, but you took out all that money and it's not paying off. So you need to. Be smart about your investment when you're going to college and figure out if that's, A, the best thing for you to, to do. And um, and it, 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 for a lot of people it is, but for other people, if you're just not sure what to do, that's a lot of money to go into debt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, and with the I rising agree. cost of tuition, maybe you're going to go into this, Jared, but you know that investment – that equation gets harder and harder every year because tuition is so much higher now than it was, you know, relatively speaking, 50 years ago. Mm. It does, and you go through the money so fast. Like if you if it takes you four, you know, five years. Let's assume you're, you know, we're not talking about graduate or, or doctorate degrees, um, but if you're just doing a, a basic bachelor's degree, you're blowing through, you know, eighty, hundred thousand dollars in four years. If you get a, a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage, you that's a thirty year investment that hopefully will go up. So it's when you compare it to other loans, you go through it extremely quick um, with how fast. So it's it's up to you to make the most out of it. I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. The main thing I had written for that point, which you guys all completely reiterated, is just that. The collateral you take for your student loan debt is just your future earnings. That's what you're gambling on it. Um, you know what you're betting your ROI, your return on investment is. It's the same as a house and a mortgage and a car and a, uh, any any loan. You know you're just betting your future earnings on that college debt and that you can somehow make it out more. Mm-hmm. And if you have a full scholarship like my character did, then uh, basically your initial principal is zero, and it's all positives. So before moving further, I was going to say two other things that while I was looking at it, I was just like, hey, this is kind of cool that I did not know. Parents who take on loans for their kids, they end up owing the debt. So there's a lot of situations where parents take the loan out for their actual kid and then the kid finishes college and then they can't find a job or they go to school, they accrue 160000 in debt. And then they just get a very low-paying job, and it's not enough to actually pay it off. So to any new-time parents out there, if you guys happen to know any, 
I'm looking at Jonah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's one. And then two, which I think most of us know this, but just disclaimer to the world out there. If you go to college and you don't finish, you still got to pay all that stuff off, and it's just a, you know, a failed investment. So right now, the average, which you can look at multiple different sources and see different things, I found this in the middle ground. It looked to be around $37,000 as the average college loan debt upon finishing the four years of college, which college rates have rise dramatically way faster than the rate of inflation as well. Coming back to the grand old question of, you know, if anyone's listening and, you know, thinking about going to college, it's a way more serious investment now. Whereas back then, it you know wasn't as much, and you could get GI bills because most of the people were, were veterans. Like now, it's a huge investment and something that you just can't go to, I'm trying to find myself, because uh, it'll seriously put you in a hole and kind of not set you off well. Um, so that's a majority of the stuff I wanted to go into, basically just the history of student loans. I wanted to see if you guys had any questions or any thoughts. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned this already a couple of times, and I think all you guys did a little bit. But there's the also the, uh, uh, the things that you pay or the things that you gain that are not educational, you know. So let's say, you know, you put in this amount of money. And you get out this amount of education, and boom, you have that in your tool set, and then you can apply it to a different job, you get paid more money, blah, blah, blah. But also, there are things that are invaluable, intangible, that you get by going to college, like, uh, obviously, all you guys know. And those skills are, they're called soft skills. Yeah, and those exactly, are all, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, that, those yeah. are all also uh, beneficial. <laughs> yeah. uh, potentially, potentially, they can be. You know, Potentially, they're not. <laughs> potentially, yeah. you gain al- alcoholism, and you, <laughs> you get bad. Well, yeah, that's a very skills. hard skill. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you get yeah you gain soft skills too that are almost intangible for yeah. better or for worse yeah that's true and what are your guys thoughts on that i i agree i agree those uh those soft skills that you do gain uh during college are very valuable um i mean everybody learns at different rates um so you can have those soft skills innately um but also it's like what you put in is what you put out get out of college is what i'm saying so um, essentially, you know, if you put the effort to study and you put the effort to try to get to know your teachers and try to learn as much as you can, try to, you know, participate in clubs and eventually you'll develop, like we were saying, the soft skills and, uh, get knowledge in other areas you've never even expected. And then who knows, you take that and then, and then you, you meet someone that and- has the same passion as you and that way you have a connection and then you'll be able to move out of college and there you go. Your I'm going to push back just a tad, if I may, if, if you guys will allow me to do so. Uh, and I want to preface that by saying uh, I went to college in hindsight, yeah. looking back, I would not have. Um, I think college is a great decision for a lot of people out there, and I'm not endorsing that everybody go to college or nobody goes to college, but as we mentioned, costs are rising, so you do need to weigh the cost-benefit analysis of it, whether it's it's worth it for you. Yeah. If you're going to go to become you know, an art major, uh, a theater major, um, you know, some more of these very crowded fields with limited jobs, 
you know, is that a smart investment for you? There are a lot of really good, um, like outside after high school, you can go to a trade school, not necessarily deemed a, a four-year university, but learn a lot of useful skills like plumbing, HVAC, electrical, and mm -hmm. there's a need for those jobs right now. And they, uh, as a homeowner, I can t I can tell you how expensive those are when you have those kinds of issues. Uh, and those people typically make very good money. Um, and typically those programs are 18 to 24 months, sometimes 12 months um, if you get in and out of there. So there are other alternatives out outside of actually going to college. I do think you learn a lot aside from the book learning aspect of college, but I definitely don't think it's for everybody. And I don't want, you know, I, I, when I graduated high school, uh, I wanted to join the military. And after a lot of long talks with my mom, she kind of talked me out of it. And um, my, you know, my thought was to do that. And then like Jared mentioned, get some assistance from the GI Bill where they'll help me pay. I ended up going. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I was kind of lost. I actually I attended for three and a half years, and I didn't get my degree. And right now, I'm really happy with where I'm at in my life, my job, my career. I make decent money. Um, but I had those student loans that I had to pay back, even though I didn't actually get anything from it um, or a piece of paper, a degree that would help me out going forward. Um, so it, it's there's a lot of different paths out there. There's a lot of um, good that can be had from college, um, but it's not the only path. So if you're kind of on the fence and you feel like that's what you need to do because it's the next step, if you have other passions out there, there are other options for people. Yeah. Yep. Total agreement. I don't think I that's pushback at all. I, I think we all said, I think we're all agreeing with that. Yeah. I agree. College not is not pushback. for everybody. Um, it, it depends, uh, like I was saying before, how you learn. Um, and if you're actually going to put the time into study and afterwards, if you're actually going to make, uh, if it's going to, your degree is going to be useful in the long term. Because if yeah, not, exactly. then why would you even go? And you're not going to yeah, go yeah. just for to have a fun time. And for and part of it's for the experience, which is understandable. But mostly you're there, there I to don't study know what the num and oh, to ahead, get a career and move forward in life. So, yeah, there, there are. There, I was going to say there, there are paths that just like Jonah was saying, there are yeah. paths that some major state where it's like almost it's not beneficial to go to college just like you said yeah you know and then there are some paths like if you're an engineer a lawyer th those kinds of things you kind of have to and then you kind of know your path and you're set and done with it but you know the other stuff like art whatever it is mm. you know sometimes it's you, you definitely don't always benefit two more stats you I easily not go yeah a millionaire. <laughs> it's easy. two more just stats i want to throw out and i don't have the exact numbers in front of me just stuff yeah. i've read um, college is now more expensive than it ever has been. And I think you can see that in the rising costs that we kind of talked about, but also something we didn't mention, there are less people graduating college now more than ever. So you factor in the rising costs with a diminished, uh, graduation rate. That means you have a lot of people taking out loans that aren't, aren't finishing with a degree. Um, you know, and it's not for me to say whether that was worth it for them or not. I'm sure... I didn't finish, and I feel like I learned a lot from it. Um, however, you know, again, I didn't finish, but that's something out there as well. If you're going to go and you don't know if you're going to finish or not, is that a good investment for you? Yeah, I think it's really interesting to see 
where we are going to end up in 10 years. Because just looking over the course of history, all of this debt has accrued in a very short period of time. And it appears now that, you know, it could very much change as well in 10 to 20 years. Um, and one of the things also changing is as we evolve just technology, you're going to find a ton of online sources online and you can do Google certs and get those and, and help you, you know, find a job. So I, I'm very interested to see where it will go. Um, you know, looping it back full circle to everyone who got $10,000, uh, for, relief in the United States, whether you're happy about the decision or not. Um, you know, I hope it helps, uh, you know, that debt if you do have some. Um, and we're going to find out where it goes. But with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close it out. If anyone has any questions, reach out to us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. And we will see you next time. Sarnara. Hasta la vista, baby. Peace out. Rock and roll.